0: Alright, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to MPL Legal Dish. This is my pretty much daily live broadcast where I teach pop culture and celebrity news using, well, excuse me, where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I got caught up in my own words. Um, <laughs> uh if this is your first time seeing my seeing my face or hearing my voice on the podcast and the show I'm Natalie Pierre Lewis I'm the um host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC a business formation firm what that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together so if you need help with things like registering your business with the state making sure you have contracts getting your EIN number your DUNS number operating agreements um basic money management skills Uh, brand protection through trademarks, patents, and copyrights, hiring employees properly. I help you do all of that. You might be asking yourself, why am I qualified to help you do all of that? And I'm so happy that you've asked. Uh, I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 13 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everybody as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to make it, if you're going to be a successful business person, there are just some concepts that you're going to need to know. There's no way around it. Um... If you need help with your business formation strategy and you want to get your business started at the top of 2020, I am taking clients until December 15th. After that, we are closed for the rest of the year and we will open back up in 2020, but prices are going to be higher. So if you would like to schedule your business strategy session, ooh, um, please go to the link in my bio, LinktreeForward slash NPL Consulting Firm. LinktreeForward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm I wrote this wrong in the Facebook comment box but I just fixed it okay there we go whoo alright now on to the show the way the show works is I pull stories from the news that teach concepts that I think that you need to know as a business person and we discuss them again this is a discussion this is not me talking at you we're gonna have a dialogue so you guys are gonna respond you're gonna give your comments I'm gonna ask you questions to answer and if you have your own questions that I haven't addressed drop them in the comment box This is a conversation. I don't like talking to myself. I like talking to you guys. So this works if you guys talk to me. I have five people in Facebook. Can I get one of y'all to say hello? Six people now. Come on, Facebook. Don't do this. Don't let Instagram show you up. All right. So we're going to get started uh, right away. As soon as I can get at least one ready out here. Who is ready to talk about these stories. We've got stories about, for my makeup people, we've got stories about uh, Target, one of my favorite places to go, Um, and a place that uh, I have never been, Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) All right, thank you for the Ready Sincere 39. All right, so the first story that we are talking about today, thank you for the Ready Von Chic. Instagram is showing y'all up Facebook. I can't believe y'all. Okay, so the first story that we are talking about, um, if you are into cosmetics, if you're into makeup, um, give me the lipstick emoji. If you're into makeup, give me the lipstick emoji. Um, and if you're not into makeup, that's fine. Um, if you are a makeup, if you're into makeup, I posted a question in my Instagram stories today and I asked you guys for those who are makeup lovers thank you for the lipstick Von chic for those who are makeup lovers i asked you guys if you prefer mary kay or ulta in terms of getting your in terms of sourcing your beauty products hi miss donna how are you so yeah i asked in the stories today if, for if you're a makeup lover whether you're a former mary kay consultant oh interesting okay you know what so i have a question for you having to do with this story current, okay, so you like Mary Kay, um, Von Chic likes Ulta, Miss Donna, do you, um, if you're a makeup, uh, wearer, if you like makeup, are you, um, more of a fan of Mary Kay or Ulta? Hi, Joelle, how you doing? Um, yes, so, ooh. so, uh, Miss Donna, if you are a makeup person, um, if you like makeup, do you like Mary Kay or do you like Ulta? Now, in terms of the poll that I put up, most of the people um, chose Ulta as their preferred place to source their makeup. Miss Donna likes Ulta as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have a case of Mary Kay versus Ulta, and I'm so glad that we have Busy Peach in here because she is a former Mary Kay consultant and a current Mary Kay user. Um, Busy Peach, during your time as a Mary Kay consultant or even now as a Mary Kay products user, have you come across their line of lash love mascara products? Yes. So, Busy Peach, she's, she's in the Instagram broadcast right now, guys. She um, is a former Mary Kay consultant and currently uses Mary Kay. Uh, so, you've come across their Lash Love mascara products. You love them? All right. So I'm going to ask you to briefly describe their Lash Love products in the comments, and then I'm going to talk about this story. So Mary Kay has, um, like I was saying, they have, they have, uh, this group of mascara products and they all come under the name of Lash Love. So Lash Love is their line of mascara products. You know, mascara make your eyelashes pop, make you look like a femme fatale, all that stuff, right? Um... If you didn't know, Mary Kay has been in business since 1963. They are valued at about $4 billion. Busy Peach loves Mary Kay. Um, And they sell about $120 million of their Lash Love products per year. Okay? Now, um, that is Mary Kay. Now, if you have gone to any mall in the recent, in you know, in recent months and recent years, you know that Ulta is a beauty products store. Um, you can get hair products, makeup products, you know, whatever having to do with beauty, you can get that at Ulta. And Ulta has actually had a couple of cases where people have sued them for either copyright or trademark infringement. I actually covered a case where um, an artist sued Ulta for using his painting as the graphic for um, their unicorn mask, right? Alright, so Ulta, this beauty product store they have their own Lash Love Kit you are you are reading it? Okay, so Ulta has their own Lash Love Kit it's, uh, it's about $39 um, and it comes with five mascaras and a mascara base okay so it's it's a kit it comes with six products in it and they're calling it lash love now mary Kay has had this trademark on lash love for quite some time so they have filed suit against ulta for using the term lash love for their mascara kit um... busy peach said just on imaging mk should have a case Yeah, I went to both the Mary Kay and the Ulta websites, and when you type in Lash Love, the products look similar. But on top of that, Lash Love is a registered Mary Kay trademark. They did their due diligence, and they trademarked the term Lash Love, and now Ulta is out here. They took the name, and and they're promoting their own lash, um, you know, mascara kit. It's not even like they said, you know, okay, well, it's Lash Love, and we're selling lashes. They're literally selling mascaras just like Mary Kay sells mascaras. Busy Peach said said they've been they've had has been for years. Okay, so Mary Kay is not new to this game. They are true to this game. They've been here since 1963. Who knows how long they've had this lash love um, trademark? So they are trying to protect their brand. They have filed a suit against Ulta. They actually sent Ulta a letter letting them know, hey, you're infringing on our trademark. And Ulta basically said, yeah, we got your little letter, but they didn't do anything about it. So Mary Kay has taken the next step and they have gone to court. And they are seeking injunctive relief, which basically means that they want the court to tell Ulta to stop using the name Lash Love for their mascara kit. So my question to you is this. We know Mary Kay has this trademark, for their mask for their whole line of mascara products. Now, Busy Peach um so or in quotes such as your lashes will love this mascara. Right. So, Busy Peach, I have a question for you. Um wh- now Lash Love is in terms of Mary Kay, is it one product or is it for any product? having to do with mascara under Mary Kay. Because what Ulta is doing is selling a singular kit that has six products in it. But the way that I understood it, okay, so so explain how it works with Mary Kay. Because the way it looked to me was that anything that had to do with mascara, okay, it's several products. Okay, so it's not one singular product under Mary Kay. Lash Love is the name of their line of mascara products, whereas for Ulta, it is one singular kit, but it's still a bunch of mascaras. So my question to you, ladies and gentlemen, is do you think that there is enough of a difference between Ulta's singular lash kit that has six products versus Mary Kay and their array of mascara products that, you know, come separately, but but all come under the name Lash Love? what do you think? Do you think that they're different enough or do you think it's it's too similar? And second, do you think that Mary Kay is going to win? Busy Peach said it's not enough of a difference. Busy Peach is a, a Mary Kay stand up in here. All right, you better rep for your company. Um, yeah, I don't think that Ulta is going to be able to hold this up. Miss Donna said it's too similar. It's totally too similar. Okay. You're really confused. What are you you confused about, Sincere? Let me know. Um, And as you put in your question, I'm going to re-explain it because maybe um, I can can, um, clear it up. So think about, okay, so Mary Kay, think about Mary Kay as McDonald's and then think about Lash Love as the Happy Meals. There are several things that come under Happy Meals, right? Now okay now think about now let's say it's not one product it's a class of product okay within the company yes so anything having to do with mascara in Mary Kay means it comes under lash love it can be a singular mascara um, di- different products different arrays busy peach busy Peach said it, it's a bunch of different products however, Ulta, the uh, the company that Mary Kay is suing, they are selling a kit that is called Lash Love that has multiple products inside of it. So as opposed to Mary Kay, where you can buy these different mascara products separately, with Ulta, it's one kit and you have to buy them within this kit, okay? Busy Peach, um, uh, I mean, sincere 39 Busy Peach said to go to the Mary Kay site and search Lash Love. Um, Re- Busy Peach is very right. It's registered mark, and each each time they use Lash Love on the Mary Kay website, it has that R in the inside the circle beside it. So it's a registered trademark. So Mary Kay is doing their due diligence and protecting their mark against Ulta. Um. Okay, Busy Peach said the M K consultants can package and sell as a kit. So there is a direct conflict there, Ulta. Is selling this Lash Love kit now? You have MK has distributors. Distributors are allowed to push the product however they want. So what if a distributor wants to bundle the mascaras and sell them as their own Lash Love kit? There's a conflict of interest there. So Mary Kay and Ulta are going up um, are going up against each other in court. Um, I strongly suggest. I mean, I strongly suspect that Mary Kay is going to win just because they have so much longevity. Busy Peach said they bundle a lot in Mary Kay. There's so much longevity in Mary Kay, and they have the legal trademark. It's not like it's a common law trademark. They have the paperwork there, and they've been in the business. They have been here for a long time. So good luck um, to Mary Kay. And I'm sure that Busy Peach is going to stay... Um, keep keep current on this um, story since she was once affiliated with the company and still uses their products. Um, Busy Peach said, I'm sure they will win. They are a beast in the courtroom. This is actually the first case I've had having to do with Mary Kay, so I have not come across any of their former lawsuits, but maybe I'll have to do some research on that. That was a really good discussion. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're in the broadcast, Busy Peach. Um... Alright, so if we have any more questions about Mary Kay versus Ulta, uh, you can drop those in the comments. I'm going to do a quick reset to those who may have come in. You're watching NPL Legal Dish, my daily live broadcast where I teach business concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Um if you need to get your business off the ground in 2020 and you don't know how to get started I'm your girl I'm a licensed attorney I have been one for over 13 years and I've got a passion for helping, helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams Uh, You can book a free 15-minute consultation using the link in my bio, Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Um, As well, that is where you can purchase any of my eBooks about the concepts that I teach. I have my trademark toolkit where it will teach you the basics of protecting your brand. And I also have several video trainings on protecting your brand as well. So go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and get your life. All right? Next door we are talking about has to do with food. If we have any foodie fans in here, give me a food emoji. Ooh, food. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait to cook dinner after we're done here. Um, <laughs> so we're going to get through this case. Um, so we have all, I'm sure that we have all heard of these meal kit delivery services. Um, if you, So just to kind of get an idea here, somebody throw out a name of a meal kit delivery service that comes to the top of your head. I've got a couple that come to the top of my head. And while you do that, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, and you put the names of the meal kit delivery services you are. Uh, If we have anybody here who was in the Atlanta area, have you ever heard of Garnish and Gather? So first question is, name a meal kit delivery service. Yes, Sincere 39 Blue Apron. Um, There's also like HelloFresh and a couple of others. And if you are in the Atlanta, if we have anybody in the Atlanta area, or if you if you just know about this for some reason, have you ever heard of Garnish and Gather? Busy Peaches and ATL and has never heard of it. Okay, well, so here's the story. Garnish and Gather is a meal kit delivery service, an organic grocery delivery service that is based in Atlanta. Um, and they source all of their products within, within Georgia. So you know that if you are a subscriber from Garnish and Gather, you know that the food is locally sourced and organic and people are really, um, interested in that these days, right? So, um, the, the logo for this business was the name Garnish and Gather, Um, written in a circle, and then inside the circle were two Gs, and then there were also leaf elements for this trademark, right, so Garnish and Gather at Georgia Meal Kit Delivery Service, they have about 800 subscribers and 12 employees, So they registered their trademark in, um, they applied for their trademark in 2013 and got accepted in 2014, right? Um, now, um, about a year later, uh, in 2015, um, how many of y'all have ever shopped at Target? If you have shopped at Target, give me a T in the comments like particularly for groceries, right, a very cute logo, um, so in 2015, Target came out with their own line of organic um, foods and, and products and meal kits, thank you for the teas. and they called their line, Good and Gather, and the way that Good and Gather was um, designed, the logo, was they wrote Good and Gather in a circle, and there was one G in the middle and they had and they had leaf elements to it okay so you've got garnish and gather this one company in Atlanta and then you've got target this giant you know big box store that are basically getting into the same lanes right hi ed L- the lawyer guy hi mum nurse um ooh okay right so the 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 owner of Garnish and Gather, when she heard that Target was coming out with this, she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I have a trademark for Garnish and Gather, and you are encroaching on my business. You guys are getting into organic foods and meal prep, um, like pasta dishes and stuff. And uh, And she basically wants Target to change the name of their line. Now... Here's the thing, when she filed her, her, when she got her trademark registered, her art she said that she didn't have money to keep up with the search in terms of, you know, to have a legal team on there to keep an eye out for whoever might be trying to use her name. Um, Busy Peach said does not look similar, at least not the image online, but can see how it, it doesn't look similar, but it does sound similar. So if I hear garnish and gather, um, and, and, uh, good and gather, I might as the consumer be confused, right? So garnish and gather, she's one woman out in Atlanta. She's like, look, I don't have the monetary or legal capacity to keep up with the searches. And here target has come and popped up with their own line of organic, you know, prepped foods and things like that. And how am I supposed to compete? Target is makes about seventy five billion dollars in sales annually. Target basically, um, in response to this lady's lawsuit, because she has filed a federal lawsuit against them, their argument is that there will be no confusion in the marketplace, um, and there's basically room for the both for both companies. Now, outside of Atlanta. Maybe I could see that, but in the, in Georgia, out, I would say outside of Georgia, I can see that, but in Georgia where this woman's business is, where she sources all of her stuff locally and we know that Target is everywhere. If you have the, the, the brands garnish and gather and good and gather in the same industry, is there not a possibility that there could be confusion? Please answer yes or no in the comments. So nationwide, we we may high best on the yard. Nationwide, we may not know what garnish and gather is. But if you are in Georgia and you are into organic food uh, and into meal kit delivery service, you may have heard of garnish and gather. And then you go to Target and you see Good and Gather, you might be confused. Busy Peach said Target should offer to buy her out and make her rich. Sincere 39 said yes, there could be confusion. I agree. Um, confusion in ATL. I I agree. I think that could be that could be um, a an option for this lady. But the thing is, she's very specific about what her business is. Her food is lo- her food is locally sourced. It's all sourced in Georgia, and they have an organic grocery delivery. Target is not doing delivery. What they are doing is, you're going to get organic foods, and you're going to have some like you know meal prep kits. So I would say it's probably like you know, organic hamburger helper or something like that. Um, Busy Peach asked, does Target deliver? I don't know if Target has gotten into delivering groceries as of yet. Um, I think that might, that might be the biggest difference between, between Garnish and Gather and Good and Gather is that Garnish and Gather delivers to you and Target you have to go get. But they are both in the organic food and meal kit industry. So do you, who do you think is right in here? Do you think that Garnish and Gather is right to sue Target over this name? Or do you think that Target is right and that there is room for both of these companies, at least, if, you know, in the state of Georgia? Let's just leave it to the state of Georgia because that is where this business is based. Do you think that there is room for garnish and gather and good and gather in the same state? What do y'all think? Mm -mm. Oh, wow, time is passing by fast. Okay. What do you guys think? I personally think that this is too close, at least for Georgia. I think that there should be some kind of carve-out exception made in Georgia. Georgia, because this woman had her business established beforehand, and she has a pretty good following. 800 subscribers, 12 employees, plus you have people who do get delivery from you. She's got a a pretty good following. It's not like she's, like, one person with an ID in her basement. Um, And Target is known for, you know, kind of walking all over the little guy. So I am actually holding out hope for the owner of Garnish & Gather, and we will keep an eye on this uh, on this uh, story to see how this goes. like, is, is the big guy going to win, or is the little guy going to win? Who do you guys think should win here? Who do you guys think should win? Uh, who do you guys think should win? Those of you in podcast land, you can always respond. Um, you can email me at nplconsultingfirm at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow me on my social media handles. On Instagram, I'm nplconsultingfirm. On Facebook, I am nplconsult. On Twitter, I am nplconsult. Uh, those are the only places I am right now. Okay. Um, busy peaches holding out hope for the small business. Me too. I always root for the little guy. Okay. All right, so we are moving on to our final story of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Has anybody here... Hold on. Busy Peach said, but I feel... Busy Peach feels Target might win. It's not close enough. We'll just have to wait and see. I really hope that Garnish and Gather can at least get some kind of carve-out for Georgia. Um, Yeah. Uh, Sincere39 said Target should cease and desist. He said no country for Target. okay. All right. All right. We will see. Okay. Last story that we are talking about. Um, Has anybody in the audience been to Jacksonville, Florida? If you have been to Jacksonville, Florida, give me a J in the comments. One of my friends lives out in Jacksonville. No. Well, she was living out in Jacksonville. She's up here now, but She was in Jacksonville briefly, um, because her mom lives out there, and she was, like, right by the beach. If you have been to Jacksonville, Florida, hi, James Robinson, 703, okay, uh, we may not have, there may not be anybody here who's been to Jacksonville, um, that's okay. If you've been to Jacksonville, give me a J in the comments. If you haven't, that's fine. Anyway, if you didn't know the kind of abbreviation that is accepted for Jacksonville is JAx. Um, since 39 his since 39's mom was born in Jacksonville. never been. okay? Maybe you need to take a visit one day. okay. So there are two film festivals out in Jacksonville. There is the Jacksonville Film Festival. It has been going on since 2002. Um, They did have a brief six-year hiatus, but basically from 2002 to the present, they have been doing this film festival, and it is a showcase for American and international independent films. If you like going to film festivals, give me uh, an F in the comments, okay? Um, So you got Jacksonville Film Festival that's been doing their thing for about 17 years. On the other hand, you have another film festival in Jacksonville. It's called the LOL Jack's Film Festival. It started in 2016, and they focus on local filmmakers, actors, comedians, and musicians. So it is a film festival, but it's strictly for local um, for 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 local artists, right? Now, LOL Jack's Film Festival got a trademark for their film festival name. So LOL Jacks is a trademarked name. Um, here's the thing the jacksonville Fil- film festival the one that showcases american and international films they don't have a trademark for their name and they sued the lol jacks film festival because they said that the term Jax, j a x is just a regional description and doesn't deserve trademark protection so they're asking that the judge Cancel this film festival's trademark for the phrase LOL Jax. So there has been no resolution here. But why I brought this to you is one, do you think that Jax, the term J A X, is just a regional term? Is it only used to, when you think of it? Do you automatically think of Jacksonville, Florida? And second, the trademark phrase isn't Jax. It's L O L Jax, right? So is L O L Jax distinctive enough that it should be able to keep its trademark protection? Because that is what is at issue here. Jacksonville Film Jacksonville Film Festival is saying that LOL Jax Film Festival should not be able to trademark their name because they have Jax in the name and Jax is just a regional description. Hi, King Lynn, 17. So who do you think is right here? Do you think that LOL Jack should be able to keep the trademark? Or do you think that Jacksonville Film Festival has an argument? They're basically saying, it's like if I named, if I had a DC, I'm in the DC area. I have a DC Film Festival and I have the LOL DC Film Festival. Busy Peach said, yes, it's distinctive enough. The other does not have their name trademark, so no leg to stand on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's not, and again, they didn't just call it the Jacks Film Festival. They put the LOL in there. Just like you said, Busy Peach, that's the combo of LOL and Jax is unique. Sincere 39 said, LOL, Jack should be able to keep the trademark. I totally agree with you guys. I think that Jacksonville, this Jack, have I'm so tongue-tied over this name. I think that Jacksonville... Film Festival should be, um, I think that they're a little bit threatened over LOL Jack's Film Festival because, you know, they're three years in the game, they might be coming for their next, and Jacksonville kind of wants to keep that upper hand, but you did not go through the trouble of naming your film festival a distinctive name, nor did you go through the trouble of trademarking the name. So why are you trying to cut into their business and get their trademark canceled? Um, Busy Peach said, side note, dad was a lawyer and just, hey girl, all right, very good. So you got that legal background. You got your, you got your Socratic method on. <laughs> right? Right. So um, I think that Jacksonville, Jacksonville Film Festival is not going to be successful in this because the LOL Jacks Film Festival, in my opinion, one, they are significantly different from the from the Jacksonville Film Festival because they only focus on local artists. Hi, Lakeisha. And two, they went through the trouble of trademarking their name, and it's unique. They didn't just call it LOL Jackson Film Festival. It's the LOL Jacks Film Festival. So I think that LOL Jacks should be able to keep their trademark and Jacksonville Film Festival may want to think about either rebranding or sitting down and be quiet. <laughs> but, um, yes, but let me, let me know your thoughts on that. Um, sincere 39 said LOL should be able to keep it. Busy Peach agrees to uh, anybody else out there? Let me know what you think. Is Jack, LOL Jacks distinctive enough that it's not just a regional term? Um, but those are the stories that I had for you today. Thank you so much for your participation, guys. Busy Peach was in here giving us the tea because she is both a Mary Kay consultant and uh, she um and she's in Atlanta, so she was able to give us you know firsthand knowledge on. Mary Kay and this whole Garnish and gather thing and her perspective. And this is what I like about these broadcasts when we can bring our real lives into it because it helps us understand how these business concepts work. Yes, regions. Because, oh, because of Delta. Wait, that's like saying Delta can't keep their name because of Delta regions. You're right. Well, you, you're right. You're right. Like, it, it all depends. It all depends on how you use it. It all depends on how you use it, and I think that LOL Jax has, you know, created a unique lane for themselves. So, um, so this is, you know, those are the stories that I have for you. I'm not going to be on tomorrow, um, but I do have a special episode of my podcast coming out. Um, if you guys are, have ever been interested, if you guys have ever been interested in, um, caribbean carnivals there are several celebrations all around the world all around the country i am interviewing yeah it was fun i am interviewing i have an interview with a carnival influencer coming out tomorrow so check that out um busy peach it was fun i was so it was so nice having you here and my my regular sincere 39 always here holding it down shop best on the yard stop by we had von chic um, James Robinson, who else, if I missed you, I apologize, but know that I appreciate each and every one of you, hi, SoRap21, we are just wrapping up, my dear, um, but you can always catch the replay on Facebook, YouTube, or the podcast, hello, Kel Wilson, we are signing off in just about one minute, um, but I'm gonna, actually, no, we'll take three minutes of Q&A, So if you guys have any Q&As about the stories that we talked about, Mary Kay versus Ulta, Garnish and Gather versus... Whoa. Sorry, y'all. If you have any questions about Mary Kay versus Ulta, any questions about Garnish and Gather, busy week for all of us, my dear. I understand. Or if you have any questions about the Jacksonville Film Festivals, Drop them. If you have any questions about your personal business and business formation, like contracts, trademarks, operating agreements, EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, drop them. You got two more minutes. Um, m- remember, I'm taking clients until December 15, 2019. After that, I'm closed for 2019. When we open up in 2020, prices go up. When you sell t-shirts, should your trademark be the slogan? Absolutely not. The design on the front of your t-shirt is not your logo. Um, Well, it it can't be just the trademark. So if you want something to represent your brand, it can't just be on the t-shirt. It needs to be on the tag. Now, if that design you want it to be on the front of the t-shirt as well, that is fine. But it can't just be that design on the t-shirt. If you want to preserve a design on a shirt By itself, just for the art aspect, you're going to want a copyright for that. But if you want it to represent your brand, wait, I'm sorry. I totally missed your question. You said when you sell t-shirts, should you trademark the slogan? Uh, Should you trademark the slogan? Um, It depends on you. It really depends on you. Do, is is that slogan one that you're going to use for years to come? Is that slogan one that is going to that represents your entire brand or your line of products? You need to decide whether it's worth it to you. I can't tell you what's worth trademarking. I can give you guidance, but it's up to you to decide what you need. Um, if it's not public domain, even if it is a public domain phrase, depending on how you use it, you can do something different. Maybe change the spelling, make it look unique. There are different ways to take things that might be general and make them distinctive to yourself. Um, and if you need help with that, you can book a free 15-minute consultation and let's discuss it. Okay? Um, so we're going to leave it at that. Um, awesome we're gonna i'm glad you learned something i'm so glad for your participation so we're gonna leave it at that um i will be back on monday don't forget to listen to my uh interview with global carnivalists coming out tomorrow on the podcast all right good night guys bye